Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Uh, before we begin, we want to put out a quick content warning on the topics we'll be discussing. Some of them are definitely triggering, and of course, it is all mature. So please keep that in mind as you enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back. I, f- I say this every time, but I always, I mean it. Like, welcome to another episode of Emotional Duct Tape. I'm Corey. <laughs> I'm Jamie. And we're so excited to have all of you here. Um, it's it's getting nicer outside. Weather's looking prettier. How are you feeling, Jamie? I'm good. I'm pretty good. Um, work has been super busy. Um, we've got some new developments in my my health journey. I am looking into stem cell therapy. And it sounds very promising. So I am, um, we'll see how that, where that goes and, and what I decide on, um, on that treatment because it's, it's pretty hefty price tag, but um, it sounds so promising because it actually heals. It's not just a Band-Aid, it's not a pill, it's an actual healing treatment. And so I'm like pretty jazzed about it. And so, um, keep you guys posted as that develops (laughs) i love that yeah um that's that's great i was gonna say too like i people can't see this because it's not a it's not a visual medium um but this past week i finished not painting my walls but my podcast setup is over here and i wish jamie lived closer because we could do in-person podcasting but we live you know like a day and a half away from each other basically but i mean so I got to do that. Um, therapy. It's so legit. It's so funny. Yeah, I got a little little setup here, and I tested the mics out recently, and it looks great. But um, and then I'm going to therapy again. Therapy is, you know, putting putting in lots of. Uh, my therapist is really putting the work on me in a good way. So that's, that's you know. <laughs> oh, I love great. to hear that. But other awesome. than that, yeah, things are going good. So. All right. Awesome. Well, I'd like to introduce everyone to our guest today, Trevor Lee. Uh, Trevor, I happen to see on TikTok and he has a very, um, compelling and interesting story, but you know, what really drew me to his account, um, was his message. And so, um, I'll let Trevor tell his story, but the, the gist of it is, um, Trevor is, is speaking out for for men and um that really just just resonated with me um i it's rare uh that it happens but you know uh, men go through abuse as often as women do and we just don't talk about it enough so um i really am excited to have trevor here to kind of tell us his story and uh talk about Speaking up, <laughs> welcome, Trevor. Hello, thank you for having me. I appreciate it a lot. Of course, we're Most definitely we appreciate we're, you. You know, it's we don't. I mean, even though I'm consistently on this podcast, I'm kind of like a, a background voice. So it's always nice to hear more male perspective. I think you're like the third guy we've had on the podcast so far. So. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's awesome. Yeah, we're excited, and I know that we we've got some male listeners that will appreciate it as well. Well, right on. I'm excited to be here. And thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you're it. You're welcome. So, um, you know, start wherever you're comfortable. <clears throat> well, 
it's quite a it's quite a story this happened fairly recently so my ex-girlfriend how i met her uh so this was around last year around pretty much around this time actually i had gotten a random friend request from a girl on facebook and we had a couple of mutual friends and you know i didn't really think too much of it and just added her because that's what i do i I don't know how to really explain it so i added this girl and out of nowhere i i got a message being like oh hi my name is so-and-so like i just came across i looked at some of your pictures and i thought you're really cute and that's kind of it's kind of how i got dug into this relationship in the first place there was some serious love bombing that was going on and uh yeah i so i started messaging this girl my ex-girlfriend but uh here's how it started so everything was super chill and you know we were just really good friends at first and i was actually really happy that you know i had a a a girl wanting to talk to me because i'm honestly kind of a lonely person and uh yeah so we became friends online on facebook and before you knew it we were we had an online relationship and you know i was really enjoying it she uh she lived around five states away from me so she was a good thousand two hundred plus miles away and yeah i you know i didn't let that stop me from you know being affectionate towards a girl because you know she was giving me some serious attention like attention that i've never had before in my entire life from any girl and so totally understand this is not an uncommon thing by the way I want (laughs) you to know that I mean I've had many um you know long distance relationships um you know because of the internet and I think Corey um you know yeah (laughs) like we've we this is don't don't I don't want you to think that like this is an uncommon or a weird thing um you know totally get it (laughs) yeah so Anyways, we, uh, so I've been talking to this girl for around three and a half months of this time. We're just kind of going steady online. It wasn't anything like super serious. It was just like sending cute texts almost all the time. Like the, the text messaging and like phone calls were like all day, every day. Like, so I was, I was feeling pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. Like I was just getting some serious attention that I honestly really needed at the time because COVID was going on. We had all the Mm -hmm. lockdowns going, going around. And, you know, it was just honestly really cool that I was getting some female attention and it just felt nice. But before you knew it, uh, it was around June uh, and I had saved up enough money and I was like, I want to meet this girl in real life. And so I bought her a plane ticket. We set up this huge plan for her to come fly out to my home state. And, you know, I was, I was so excited. I was a little bit nervous, but I was more so just excited that I'm, you know, I'm going to meet the girl that I've been flirting with really heavily for the past few months. And we're actually going to, you know, get to see each other. And it's yeah. so honestly, it was, it was a super magical feeling like, but, you know, so this is where the horror story kind of starts. And, uh, well, and part of this too, like you think about, I mean, we're all, all three of us are all TikTok people. And how many times do we scroll on our feed? We see these stories of, you know, like the guys like, you know, traveling across the country to see a girl who I just met, you know, and we see all these really positive things. We're like, oh, this is so heartwarming. Yeah, this like is- it does happen. Right. It works. <laughs> yeah, <I'm>, right. Like, <laughs> well, the thing that was true is like, I know 
there's like this stigma around females that they idealize like a fairy tale romance but guys kind of do like the idea of like a fairy tale romance like a meeting somebody they, they kind of want some kind of grandiose um story sometimes when they meet somebody too don't let anybody tell you different yeah so it was super magical now you, now you say it like that because i mean I, I was getting like i mean it was like a day before she came out and i was getting so excited to the point where i couldn't even sleep at night i was just i was it was awesome like i had never like i was honestly so happy just saying but uh so she came out to my state flew into my, my I, I live in utah so i live in a really hot state during the summer and so she flew in she comes from kind of a colder area and you know i then the day came and i picked her up at the airport and it was a little bit weird because she started texting me she's like when are you gonna be here when are you gonna do this when are you uh like why aren't you why aren't you picking me up yet and i'm like uh i just have to wait till the gates open and then i can come get you and you know (laughs) i didn't really think too much of it at the time but uh I was just thinking maybe she's just a little bit irritable because she'd been flying all day, you know, like just a lot. There's a lot of different stuff that could make her nervous and probably act like that. So I didn't really think too much of it. And, you know, when it, when the time came for me to actually pick her up and I saw her, like my heart like basically stopped and I like couldn't, I was like, Oh my God, is this actually happening? And it it definitely was. So we had our first moment, you know, like we hugged each other. We're just like super, super excited. It was awesome. And, you know, as we proceeded, uh, so I had like rented out a hotel for us for the week. Like I spent a shitload of money on this, this whole like little vacation experience, having her come out here. Like it was all, yeah, it was all me. And I was, I wanted her, her to have a good time while she was out here because, you know, what else are we gonna do you know besides not have fun you know yeah but uh so here's where things get weird I uh so we had got down to my hotel that I had rented out for the week and you know we were getting situated and stuff like that and we decided to go to a restaurant to go eat and uh the restaurant that we were going to go eat at was just about a block and a half away. It wasn't too far or anything like that. And this is what I mean by it got weird is that as we were walking, like it wasn't even like 10 seconds after we left the door of my of the hotel that she got really cranky with me. And I don't know what it was. It was just really off. Like, I don't know. I didn't want to like have it ruined my whole entire like vacation experience with her but it just was off she was just like complaining about how hot it was she was like oh my god it's so hot out here and like saying this this and this and making it like pretty much blaming the bad weather on me which I thought was really weird no one has ever done that to me before and (laughs) I'm like because the bad weather is not your fault (laughs) yeah I'm like I'm like I'm so sorry I mean I live out in the middle of the desert and I was like I told you like my steak is really hot like I'm sorry like we can we can go back inside where it's air conditioned and you know you can feel a little bit more comfortable and she just was just like it's okay blah blah I can't even remember what she said because I just try to block it out now but Mm. Yeah, she got really irritable. And so anyways, I wasn't going to let that ruin her time down here and ruin my time with her. So I just didn't really think too much of it at the time. I was just mainly just excited to see her. And, you know, 
the rest of the week goes on. Nothing really bad happens. You know, I, I had her meet my family. She was a little bit shy when she did meet my family, and, which is okay. It's, it's understandable. Like, yeah. I would be shy if I met her fan, like, <laughs> like someone a thousand plus. Yeah, someone a thousand plus miles away meeting like new family members is probably really intimidating. And, you know, my family was super cool about it. They, they knew what I was doing and they just try to make her feel like family because that's what my that's what my family is all about. They're just really good, genuine people and they care about me and they care about the people that I'm with. And, you know, the whole week just went by. So the whole, the whole week goes by, we end up saying goodbye to each other. She flies home back to her home state. And this is where, (laughs) this is where things start getting intense for me because as soon as she got home, she started calling me like almost all the time, just bawling her eyes out on like FaceTime. She was like, I just want to live with you, this, this, and this. And I can't, I can't imagine life without you. And, you know, the time came where I was like, you know what, like, you know, I was like, we can make something work out. We just have to do some serious planning because, you know, like we live so far away from each other. Like long, you can't just like move in and make it happen just right off the bat right jobs and yeah like I had a job and you know I had things I was still taking care of down here I had just spent a lot of money having her come out here like I spent well over over a grand on the whole thing like it was pretty expensive so but it was all worth it in my opinion at the time absolutely so this wasn't even like two weeks afterwards when she really was like you know, I will do anything to move out there with you. Like I will get a job at a gas station if I had to, I just want to be with you. You're an awesome person. Like, you know, she was like, I will do anything to live with you. And, you know, you know, I was like, you know what, if you're actually serious about this, like I can get serious too. Like if you actually like want to have a relationship with me, like, and you're saying you'd get a job and you would work your ass off, like, let's do it. Like, I don't see what's wrong in that. I mean, yeah, it could be a little bit costly, but I, I was just really wanted attention and I really wanted a girlfriend because I hadn't had a girlfriend and I really want like she's only like my second girlfriend I've ever had in my entire life. And, you know, I really wanted to make it work out. I mean, I know it was kind of a, a cha- not a chaotic, but it was kind of a, a frantic energy there. But I mean, but do you you're talking about all these plans you're making with her? I mean, did at this point where you like, I love this girl, I'm willing I mean, absolutely, absolutely. Like I. To me, I was, it was like, seriously, like the first time I've ever been in love with somebody. Like, that's what I, that's the main feeling I had. I was like, man, like this girl's serious about me. I'm going to show her how serious I can be about her at the same time. Like, I, yeah, I was, I fell in love with her and I had like the best week of my life with her, to be quite honest with you, even though she had some cranky, weird moments. I did. I just didn't really think too much of that. Of and course, I was like, you know, of besides that. Besides that, she's she was a super cool cool girl to me, and yeah. So <laughs> this is where I this is where I kind of get a little bit stupid because I do stupid things when I'm in love, I guess. So she lives over a thousand miles away from me, five states away, and we decided, you know what, we're gonna get an apartment together. She wants to start a new life out here with me. We're gonna do it. Sure. So I fixed up my car, got new. I tuned up i got an oil change did everything to my car so i could drive all the way out there which is like a 22 and a half hour drive and i drove out there in one sitting like i didn't stop to sleep i didn't 
I didn't stop at any hotels. I mean, I would stop and get food and stuff like that. But I made the whole entire 22 hour drive, driving from like 5 a.m. in the morning to like 7 a.m. the next day, her time. So it was quite a drive for me. And, you know, I was, I was just really determined. Like I wanted to show her that, you know, I could, like, I'm a, I'm an awesome dude. Like I can, I put my mind to things and I can make them happen. And so I drove all the way out there and, you know, it was the first time I've ever drove out of state in my life. Like I was, I was on a, I was on a freaking adventure and (laughs) driving through like all the way across Nebraska, Wyoming, freaking Iowa, just all over. I drove clear across the country in one day like that day alone I was probably the only person in the United States that drove for that long at least that's what I like to think about (laughs) for for real I mean that's a really long time to drive straight yeah so uh I made so anyways I make it to her house I I it happened I was in a different world I had never been to her home state before like it was just a really cool experience for me. Like, even though I was super tired, like no one should like, do not drive that long. Like it is not healthy. <laughs> like, I don't know how I made it. I was just, just super. I was like, I was like, man, like this is like my love story being written right now before my own eyes. Like it was awesome. Like I wasn't going to let it put me down driving that long. So anyways, I make it at her house and you know, it's like 8am her time. i it was just a super long drive. I was really exhausted. So I was going to sleep at, I was going to sleep in at her house for a little bit. And so when I got there, you know, we had our, we had our moment together, you know, we hugged, kissed each other, whatever. And then <laughs> this is where I uh, got a little confused because I remember I was laying down on her bed and she got her phone right next to me. And I just noticed something really odd. She, uh, I, so I'm like her, like, there's a picture of me as her like lock screen on her iPhone, which I thought was, I was like, Oh, that's just me and her and stuff. And then like, she would like go on her home screen and it was like this text message between her and some other guy that she was with before. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I didn't really say anything about it, but I was just like, I thought it was a little bit weird, like really weird. I was like, man, I just drove all the way out here and she's got some other person's text message on there and I asked her about it and she was like oh that's my dead ex-boyfriend like he died from like a heroin overdose like a year and a half ago that she didn't tell me anything about and I was like I was like oh I'm so sorry like I just because I didn't want to be like why am I not your home screen or something like that's just something that I'm not like gonna push somebody about I just sure of course I just thought it was really awkward and I'm like I'm just not used to that kind of stuff so Obviously, there were some thoughts going through my head. I'm like, man, this girl's probably still in love with her dead ex-boyfriend and stuff like that. <laughs> it's just crazy to me that like in in the time that you guys spent getting to know each other, that that didn't come up. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and like, just put things into a little bit of perspective. I, I have a, a dead ex-boyfriend. Um, however, um, it was a long time ago um, that we dated and then he passed years later, but it is something that I am very honest with my, you know, well, I, I'm, I'm dating, I have a boyfriend now, but with him and, and anybody else I dated before him, I'm always very honest in saying, hey, you know, listen, this happened to me, you know, it still impacts me to this day, 
um, you know, and you should know about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. it's like, like in the fact that she got defensive, I'm like, I see so much narcissism in this story. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, interrupt, but I'm just like, wow, no, I, I, feel, I just feel for you so much. Well, it's, well, it's, it's hindsight is 2022. You know what I mean? So it's, it's easy for you to look right now, Trevor, and say like, oh, I can see exactly every single step that, that led me to where this thing took a crap but at the same time you're also like all the, the highs for you like you know finding somebody especially during a pandemic you know getting close having these grandiose she traveled to see me i'm driving across the country you know drinking red bull you know and just dreaming about her you know because we it's all like part of that great story that we're like okay nothing's gonna detract then you're like oh shoot and then you start to see the the scales start to tip you know where the bad, the bad outweighs the good so yeah, but she definitely had her hooks me in that point. And, you know, I was like, I was like, I'm going to be a better boyfriend than her ex was because parent, because I mean, later on, like that same day, she was like, oh, like, I love you. Like, you're my man, stuff like that. So I, I was, I drove so far. I wasn't going to let anything get to me, even if it was just like a random text message on the screen. Cause you know, like, that's so sad that her ex-boyfriend died. Like I, I sympathize with her. I really do. But I just thought that was odd. And, you know, <laughs> you know, I uh, didn't let, didn't try to let it get to me. So, I, uh, so anyways, we, uh, after I slept like most of the day, I slept like a good 11 hours or something like that. I only spent like about two days in her state, just getting everything all packed and ready to go. We put it in my small little Toyota Corolla. She didn't have that much stuff to take with her, which was good. Like, because you know I have a pretty big bed like I had enough like I have enough stuff for an apartment of my own so I was like we're gonna just start small and you know just you know work our way up to having some bigger things you know like I don't know so we drove all the way back to my home state it was a really fun drive you know she didn't give me any problems on the way back to my home state it was honestly it was super cool it was like you're driving, you're, you're basically, it's like we're on a road trip together yeah. and we're experiencing all these new states that, you know, she had never been to before. And like, I didn't really get to stop and see the sights at most of these other places. So we got to drive some through some really pretty locations. And I just was just like, I was in a dream. It felt like it was a dream state of mind and nothing really compares to it. And so we make it all the way back to my home state and you know, I have really cool family members and they were super excited that I had finally found a girlfriend, which I thought was really awesome. Like she was really, I thought she was really good to me and stuff like that. And they wanted to do nothing but help us out. So like my dad and my mom and my stepmom, they all were like looking out for apartments for me just to see if we can catch like a good deal and stuff like that. And before you know it, like, but we ended up getting an apartment like two weeks within her moving to my home state and our plans were like coming real like it was awesome like yeah. I've never seen anything like that I was like making my my dream a reality it felt like yeah so absolutely got an apartment and you know I've got to start working again you know like this stuff's expensive she didn't have a job yet out here with me but like she had told me she was like I will work anywhere with you like I'll work at a gas station I will work at, I'll do like the worst jobs ever just so I can be with you and that's where the lies started happening. And 
I mean them as lies because I start, so we had gotten an apartment and whatnot. And I, she was like, yeah, I'm going to be looking on Indeed. I'm going to be looking, I'm going to walk around town, see whatever jobs I can find. And I was like, awesome. Like, that's awesome. Like you are, you are really, you're really showing how awesome you are to me. Like I've never seen a girl just be that adamant about getting a job and wanting to like be successful and stuff like that. So I actually really respected that, but days would go by and she would, there was nothing. She, she wasn't looking for jobs at all. She would just stay in my apartment all day and she would just, she would be like, Oh, I ended up just listening to music all day. I got really depressed. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like I can help you look for a you're job. Such a and sweetheart, like, Trevor. You're so, you're, you're, you're so accommodating pardon me you're so accommodating thank you i appreciate <laughs> it so you know days go by and she she's not looking for a job at all like i can tell that she had just been sitting at home listening to music just doing her own thing she wanted to just stay home and drink beer all day pretty much you know mm-hmm. i don't got a problem mm-hmm. with drinking as long as there's moderation involved with it and you know you're you staying on top of like what you're doing and stuff like that so I I mean I never once got mad at her for like drinking and stuff like that but she just got kind of lazy and cranky with me and I was like I was like okay well we're gonna since we don't have have you a job yet like I'm gonna have to go work at my dad's house because we have like we have like a little small farm at my dad's house he has chickens and shit like that so I was trying to find odd odd end jobs to make some extra money so I could afford my apartment because you know I was like I gotta I gotta work for the money like if if it's if she's not gonna help me like I'm gonna have to do it myself and that's something I didn't have a problem with because you know it is hard to get a job in a different state you know I took all those things into consideration and you know I really gave her the benefit of the doubt I'm like you know what it's probably like I probably would be the same way if I was her I mean I would honestly probably would have had a job before her because that's just my my work ethnic ethnic. but you know I was doing odd end jobs for like my dad and stuff like that but whenever I would leave her by herself she would blow up on me it was so weird and she would refuse to come over to like my dad's house while I'd be working for him and stuff like that because he has a ton of work for me and you know if I'm willing to work he's willing to pay and you know I don't have a problem with that but she would get like so cranky with me to the point where she would she started threatening me she was like I just wish your dad was dead and I'm like what the hell are you talking about don't ever say that about my family ever and she's like she's like oh I'm sorry I'm just really depressed I'm just really this and I was like please don't ever say that about my family again just that's not healthy and I don't like it and I don't appreciate it and you know it's just like I had done all this work it felt like and you know (laughs) she's just kind of throwing me under the bus you know saying that my family should be dead and like I just thought it was really inappropriate and I told her I'm like I don't appreciate that at all and like don't you ever threaten my like don't you ever talk about my family like that again because I would never talk about her family like that you know I have a lot of respect for her family honestly sure and you know she would be like oh I'm sorry I'm so sorry like I didn't mean it and I would forgive her. I just, I just didn't know. Like, I didn't know how her brain chemistry worked. And absolutely, it's con- it's a, it's confusing. And and 
you're in the situation where you you love this person and you're an understanding kind person so you're like oh you know let me just kind of like you know give her a break maybe she you know she's had a tough time and whatever and you know it's not unusual uh, yeah to excuse things for people when you're the kind of person you are yeah so anyways time goes by I'm able to afford this apartment. I'm making some good money doing odd jobs here and there. And I had a full-time job at the time. I used to work in a water lab. So I was getting paid pretty good money for the most part, just enough to, you know, get by, you know, have food in the refrigerator and, the, you know, have drinks whenever I wanted to. Like I had pretty much everything. Like I had everything. And, you know, I wasn't, I was actually still feeling pretty happy. I was like, and I've got a girlfriend too. So <laughs> before you know it, I, uh, it's weeks go by weeks, weeks and months go by and she still doesn't have a job. And, you know, I tried helping her. I'd be like, Hey, like, you know, Kroger's hiring right now. If we go over there, we can, we can go, you know, probably get you a job over there. Like I was, I was really consistent and I, kind of got a little pushy at times because I was like you know like you kind of said that you were gonna you know help me out because this is not a, a, a cheap thing to do even though I'm making okay money but it's just enough to get us by honestly and if we had extra funds coming in we would be a lot more successful and you know we could probably we could do have so much more fun out here you know because it's not just sure. about paying the bills there's 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 other stuff we can do you know so I end up getting her a job with me. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So I got her a job with me and we were working in different areas and stuff like that. You know, she didn't even have to do a job interview because my bosses loved me so much. Like they were like, you, you got a girlfriend that wants to work for us? Like have her sign some paperwork and we'll get her, we'll get her right in here. And I'm like, all right, bet. like we're going to do it. So I ended up getting her a job with me and that's where another nightmare started. So I, uh, <laughs> it was like the first few days, you know, she's learning how to do things. I'm working in a completely different, I'm working in a, the lab department and I do like, I do testing on water. I test products. I, I do a bunch of different stuff. She was more still doing like production stuff and, you know, we were fine. She finally got a job and was making some money. And then uh, there'd be times where I would like be working around her and stuff like that. And she had like kind of made friends with some of the other girls, older women that were in there. And she would like, oh, it's so fucked up. Like she would always, she would be like talking really big about herself. Like it was always about her. She was like, mm. she'd be like, oh, like if it wasn't for me, like Trevor wouldn't be able to do the things that he does. Like oh this is this. And I'm like, She's like, I have all the money. And I'm like, what are you what? trying to prove to these people? I'm like, we're just working together. Like, and you know, my coworkers weren't buying her shit at all. And so I <laughs> stuff just, just got really weird. So I try to work away from her most of the time because it's it to me, it's not good to be working around your significant other, especially, you know, when you're trying to stay on top of work and stuff like that. So I always try to make sure that, you know, I was doing my work still and not spending too much time around her and sure. this yeah the whole the whole work experience thing with her was really off, off and 
there'd be days when she, I would be waking, I had to wake up super early for work. Like I had to wake up at like 4.30 AM and she would have to wake up with me. And there'd be days where she's like, oh, I'm sick. I can't go into work today. I can't do this. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll, you should let my bosses know. I mean, I, when I get there, I'll let them know, but I can't really like cancel yeah. out on work because that's, it's my job. It's like the best job I've ever had in my entire life. And I'm not ever going to, I wasn't ever going to let my bosses down. So uh, there, she just called out sick a lot. And my bosses started being like, is she, is she ever going to come in? And I'm like, I've been trying to get her to come in, but she's really sick and she doesn't want to come in, but she would just stay home and she would drink all day mm. and she would get stoned. And like, it would, she would kind of just let drugs get in the way a little bit. And uh, sure. yeah, so it, that made things really complicated for me and you know well i mean there that sounds like that's you know to to me that's well that's a big the pinnacle of where your grief started like your grief started before the relationship even ended <laughs> precisely yeah and so like i like i'm still in love with this girl like i'm trying everything i can to you know, make things work out. Like, even if she wasn't coming into work, it's not like she's fired at all. It just means I have to work a little bit harder. And, you know, I just, that was like, that was kind of like my work experience with her. And, you know, I, I don't So know. how long, how long did this go on for before you guys, you know, ended things? So this was probably like, four months of her living with me all right about four months she uh I don't know actually it was about three and a half months that she was working with me and then you know she started getting really abusive which I'll get into uh but yeah it was around three months that she had worked with me total but we had we had been living with each other for around four four months at the time I can't really remember like the exact time frame but but <laughs> to get off like the work stuff so this is where I started getting abused and it was physical it was mental it was a little bit of everything and I'm I'm not just know that we we are sorry (laughs) that you went through this okay (laughs) yeah so so one of the so from like the start of our relationship even like kind of when we first got the apartment she started accusing me of things that I would never do. Like, let's say, I'll give you an example. So we would be going to like Kroger and just to get groceries and stuff like that. It's a normal thing for, for us to do, you know, get groceries, this, this, and this. And I would be getting, uh, I'd be, I'd be at the cashier and, you know, be paying for the stuff. And I'd be like, Oh, thank you so much. Have a nice day. And by the time we got to my car, she would be screaming at me at the top of her lungs, mm. being like, why, why are you talking to that cashier girl? She'd think I would be like hitting on them. But I was just like, I just said, thank you. I'm just being polite. Like, we're nice to her. We, I try to be nice to people out here. Like, it's just my personality. Like, I'm sorry that I said thank you. Like, I had to apologize for just for saying thank you to a thank you to people. Like, 
like it's it's a normal like i live in utah and i don't know if you know anything about utahns but i live around a lot of mormon people and they're really super friendly people to be honest with you like you could just be walking on the sidewalk and someone would wave at you and ask you how your day is like that's just how life is out which is a beautiful thing (laughs) yeah it's and i'm glad you're there after going through all of this and hopefully (laughs) you still have some faith in humanity that people are nice you're nice we're nice (laughs) you know (laughs) absolutely so like she would scream at me almost all the time and just by going to the stores and (laughs) they'd gone to a point where she was like we cannot go to grocery stores anymore she's like we need to start buying everything online and I'm like I'm like what the hell is wrong and like I was I was actually just like seriously questioning her I'm like I'm not hitting on any girls and she's like I saw you looking at girls and I'm like I'm like it's normal to look in a certain direction it's not like I'm looking at people's asses it's not like any of that like because that's not what I was doing at all but she would accuse me of just these terrible things and it just was it was it was psychotic like I was like oh my god like I would try to talk to my family about it and they're like uh that's a little bit weird like I don't know try to just be chill with her and I'm like I am being super <laughs> chill with her like I don't, I don't think you possibly could do. be more chill <laughs> yeah and uh <laughs> Yeah, so that was some of the mental stuff. She would scream at me. And by like the third or fourth month of her living with me, oh my gosh, this is where she started getting pretty violent. I would, it started all one day when I went to go to the smoke shop to go pick up some cigarettes for myself because I smoke cigarettes. Sorry if if that's a bad thing, but uh, I do that. And she wanted to come inside the smoke shop with me one day, which I didn't really have a problem with. I'm like, oh, that's no big deal. Like, you can come in with me. And so I bought a pack of smokes from the smoke shop. And like always, I said, thank you. Have a nice day. And by the time I got out to my car, my girlfriend punched me in the face. And I was like, whoa, whoa. like what? I was like, what was that for? And she was like, that girl had a belly shirt on and she was looked so inappropriate and you talk to her. I'm like, that doesn't give you the right to assault me. Like she had seriously, like the hardest I've ever been punched in my face in my life. And wow. I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to call your mom. Like, I can't, I can't have this. I don't want you to hurt me anymore. And she's like, who are they? She's like, then I'll just cut myself and tell them that it was you. And I'm like, <gasps> what? I was like, oh I can't, God. I was like, I'm like you can't do that that's not fair to me you just punched me in the face and then she would be like mm, they'll believe me they'll believe me more than you and at that point I knew I was in some serious deep yes. shit I knew I was in trouble mm-hmm. and uh I I felt really I I wanted to break up with her so bad at that point like I was but she lived so far away from me and I had this fear in the back of my head that she's gonna she'll try to lie to somebody if I try to if I try to get away from her because if I leave her alone for even five seconds at the house she would freak out she would send me text messages saying that she was gonna kill herself and just crazy 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 stuff that I'd never dealt with with my entire life and I honestly just felt trapped I like I felt like I couldn't really talk to my family about it like she made she she told me uh, it just got so complicated. Like she made it so I couldn't see my family anymore. She made it mm-hmm. so I couldn't see my friends anymore. She was isolating me from everybody that I talked to. 
It's so and, scary. It's so scary. Yeah, I, and I imagine that like, you know, sometimes like, I think you had the wherewithal to realize that you were in trouble, but at the same time, I'm sure there were some aspects of self doubt or, you know, is she right? Am I doing something wrong? Am I doing like, you know, like you, you start to think like, wait, did I do something wrong? <laughs> I was seriously questioning my own reality. I was like, am I going crazy right now? Like, this is not real. When she first moved out to my state, this is also something weird that I noticed that was really, really off about her. So I wanted to introduce her to some of my friends that I hold near and dear to my heart. They're some of my best friends I went to junior high with and, you know, grew up with. And, you know, bringing out my new girlfriend to the state, I really wanted her to have some new friends, you know, like, because I didn't want her just to like not meet anybody. Like, that would be super weird. Like, what else am I going to do? Like, I want her to fit in. I want her, like, I really honestly thought my friends were really going to like her. And so there's this one day where I was like, hey, let's go, let's go meet up with my friend Autumn and Josh. They really want to get to know you. They want to hang out with us. It was a Friday, it was a Friday evening. Like we had nothing going on this day. And she was, she agreed to it. She was cool about it. I'm like, yeah, we're going to probably have a couple of beers, we can watch a movie or something like that. Just have a chill night. So we get over to my friend's house and she did the most repulsive thing I've ever seen anybody do in my entire life. Oh God. And I didn't figure about this until later on, even because I'll explain it right now. So we got into my friend's house and it's a boy and a girl. They they're super great. They're some of the coolest people I've ever met in my life. And their their hospitality was unreal. They wanted they they cleaned their whole house for us. Like they bought like dinner and they bought drinks. It was just it was just good vibes all around. And my girlfriend had got there and she got really quiet and she got really locked up and she wasn't talking at all. And my friends are like, is she, is she okay? Like, this was like maybe like 45 minutes of being there and she just wouldn't say a word. And I, I thought that was really weird because we had been talking like normal before. <laughs> and uh, out of nowhere, she bolts outside running to my car screaming and crying and i'm still sitting on the couch with my friends and I'll, they're like what the hell is going on with her and i'm like i have no idea i'm, I'm like you guys mind like i'm gonna go outside and have a talk with her real quick and they are super cool about it they're like yeah dude like i can imagine it's probably weird meeting new people but i just never seen someone just bolt outside and you know it was so weird she kind of made it all about herself like it I don't know. It was so strange. Like, I can't even, I can't even tell you what was going on. But as soon as I went outside, she's like, we need to leave right now. And I was like, okay, let me go back inside and tell my friends goodbye and tell them that you're not feeling good or something. She wouldn't tell me what was going on. And so I told my friends, I'm like, I think she might be sick. I don't know. She not feeling too happy right now. And they're like, go for it. Like, go make her feel happy. Like, this is no big deal. We can hang out some other time. And I was Aww. like, you know, you're right. So they were awesome. And once I got in my car with my ex-girlfriend, she, we were driving back to our apartment and she was freaking out at me. She was like, we can never go back there ever again. And I was like, why? I'm like, there's, they did nothing wrong to you. And she started saying how slutty my friend looked and they, she's like, they're really gross people and they did nothing wrong. They were just, they're, they're just like me. 
and she was making these absurd accusations about them and i was like it's okay we don't have to hang out around them anymore like i'm not gonna make it a problem like don't understand like i understand you're just having a bad day like i was just trying to make the best out of the situation because i just i still didn't know how her brain chemistry worked but she this is where i mean she got it got repulsive because without my knowledge she had taken my cell phone she had blocked them out of my cell phone she found their names she blocked them off my snapchat without me knowing anything at all she blocked them off my facebook snapchat my phone like and i had no idea about it and i didn't find out about this till later on but she had gotten on her own phone and left for a little bit which she probably i can't remember she told me she was calling like her family or something like that but she called child protective services on my friends and they didn't even have their kid at the home. She called child protective services on them and said that they were abusing their kid. There was poo smeared on the wall, just like just weird, bad, like the worst accusations that I've, I've ever heard anybody make about somebody. And this is a very sick individual. This is a very sick woman. Yes. She, and I didn't know about any of this until I had, I had, she had gone arrested and I broke up with her and reconnected with my friends again because I went over to their house and I was like I was like Josh like it's been so long I I haven't been able to get a hold of you like I I don't know what happened he's like he's like dude do you know what happened to me and I had no idea that she had done that and I got so sick to my stomach I I was sick to my stomach I could not believe that she had done something so cruel to somebody to people that opened up their house to her opened up her house to to us inviting us in like they're some of the kindest people you will ever meet in your life like oh and she did that to them and thankfully i mean like nothing bad happened to them but they got questioned they they went the whole five miles and i had wow. no idea that my ex-girlfriend had done that and i was i still feel terrible about it to this day which is unfair because it's not your fault yeah so- i mean it's just so sick like I think about it and just twist my stomach how someone could do that to somebody that did nothing wrong their kid wasn't even home their house was super clean they're just really genuine good people like that I love to be around and I was I was so I was so devastated when I heard that I was like dude I am so sorry like I had no idea and then you know I had explained thing I had explained like how crazy she was and he forgave me and his 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 girlfriend forgave me too because they knew what i was dealing with i mean with like like the videos and stuff because you went through the ringer so let's let's you know let's fast forward to like how you finally thank god made it out of this situation and kind of talk about you know how you went to tiktok to kind of talk about sure. it and and spread the word sure so the stuff that i have is pre-recorded on my iphone it's not like i had tiktok it was i've never had tiktok in my life until late the end of march when i posted those videos but i had hold on i could i had held on to those videos for a while but to kind of give you a rundown of that night so here's how this is how the only way i could have been saved because she was either gonna hurt herself and blame it on me or I was going to get killed. It was either one of those. And she got really close to killing me that night, like really, really close. And there was no way I was ever going to lay a finger on her because I don't, I don't solve my problems with violence. Like 
I mean, yeah, if I had to defend myself, I certainly would have, but I was, I was broken down at that point. Like I had, so that night when she had, she had tried to kill me, uh, the reason why she tried to kill me is pretty, it was pretty stupid. I was, I was listening to music with my headphones on drawing on my notebook, just like I usually do at night, just a little bit of Trevor time. And she got really, she like ripped my headphones off of me. And she was like, she's like, aren't you going to spend time with your girlfriend? And I'm like, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I was just drawing and listening to music. Like, I didn't know you wanted to do something right now. And she's like, I just FaceTimed my family and my friends and you weren't there. And I was like, I was like, I'm sorry if you would have let me know that you wanted me to talk to them. Like I would have done it. And I was I was getting a little bit scared at that point because I knew what she was capable of because she had she had beaten me before she had done I knew what she was up to so I was like she starts screaming at me calling me an asshole she starts throwing stuff at me and I decided to walk out of my apartment because I was a very toxic situation and I just needed to get some fresh air I called my mom I was like mom I my girlfriend's treating me like shit right now. I don't know what to do. And she's like, well, let me have, let me call her and try to make her feel better. Like, cause my mom, my mom was like the only person, well, my dad knew what was going on too, but my mom was like, my mom knew what was going on to like the deep level. She knew what I was dealing with sort of. So I, my mom was going to try to call her. And when I walked back up inside my apartment, everything was just thrown everywhere like wow. stuff was broken like and I was that's when I sat on the couch and I got out my camera and started recording her because I, I I had this really deep deep feeling in my gut that something bad was gonna happen you know when you feel like something terrible is gonna happen like that's my camera just came out and I started recording because I'm like no one's gonna believe me what what's going on right now she so she had broken this really expensive speaker system that I'd gotten for Christmas from my dad and she knew that I listened to music on it a lot and she destroyed it. And you, you've seen the video with me bragging about destroying my shit. And, you know, I try to stay as calm as possible. And, you know, I, <laughs> I try to leave again because she was freaking out at me. She was like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to hurt you. And I was like, I'm going to walk out. And as soon as I try to walk out my door, she pulls a razor off the, I don't know where she got the razor from, but she gets in front of the door. This is what, what TikTok couldn't see. I had, a, I had to edit out, edit out the video a little bit. She, sat, she sits on the ground. She pulls her pants halfway down, and she tries to cut her leg open. And I was still recording her at this point, and she's like, I was like, you need to stop it right now. You were trying to hurt yourself. I do not want you to do this. And she was like, you weren't ever going to come back to see me, this, this, and this. And I'm like, I was like, you're trying to hurt yourself. I do not want you to do this. And then that's when she was like, I'm going to cut you. And I, <laughs> I have all this video. I mean, I couldn't post it online because it's pretty graphic, but she was chasing me around. That's when she was chasing me around my apartment and sorry. screaming that she was going to kill me, that she was going to murder me. And then she said some other stuff too. I can't even remember what she had said, but she was breaking everything like, it was it was like a it was like a horror movie in real life. Like I could not believe what was happening. But since she was screaming at the top of her lungs, and since I had really cool neighbors, they had heard what was going on. And within like 
three or four minutes of her chasing me around and I'm like jumping on my bed. I'm doing everything I can to get away from her. Uh, I had some cops bust right through my door. There was like six of them out there and they pulled me out immediately because they had heard her screaming outside and they're like, are you okay? Like we have gotten multiple calls about a uh, angry female trying to kill somebody in this apartment. I'm like, please help me. Like, I don't know what to do right now. Like I was shaking so bad. Like, and she had stopped chasing me at that point when the cops pulled me out and they knew exactly what was going on. I showed them the footage of what happened. They put her in cuffs and then she went, she was out and my apartment was completely destroyed. She caused thousands of dollars of damage to my apartment that I had saved up for and, you know, worked so hard to do. But that was like, as soon as she left, I was like freed i was like oh my god like it was it was such a it was such a good feeling honestly i was like oh my god like i just got saved from getting killed like she had the razor like right up to my throat at one point like she could have stabbed me like i i was lucky that i was strong enough to pull her off because she was a pretty violent strong person and you know it's just crazy my neighbors literally saved my life that night like i don't know what i would have done i don't know I don't know how it would have been if it was the other way around, but um, yeah. So the cops took her away. They took her to a, so I wasn't told what they did with her at first. So I started getting text messages all night long from my ex-girlfriend. And I thought they took her to jail because they had arrested her and stuff like that, but they took her to a mental hospital. Okay. Mm -hmm. They took her to a mental hospital and she had she still had access to her phone and she was sending me crazy texts all night long and you know i can't believe that she that she had her phone and that she had and then they gave her access to it that's really i can't believe they didn't take her to jail because she wouldn't let me leave it was like forcible confinement she she tried attacking me with a razor she had like she was beating me so many things against her that she should be in jail she should be in jail and i should honestly I this is where this is where I'm still doing, dealing with some stuff with her to this day. So she got taken to a mental hospital. I sent all the videos to her mom. I'm like, you need to have your daughter go back. I do not feel safe with her. She's dangerous. She's tried to kill me multiple times. This wasn't the only night she tried to kill me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do I got to do? So obviously, my ex girlfriend's crazy. Okay, at this point, you know she has a she has a loose temper she is she's violent i can't you know it was just bad so they ended up releasing her from the hospital that night which i thought she was in jail because i was just confused the cops didn't really explain the situation to me all that well all i saw was her in handcuffs getting taken away and i had to pick her up or so i talked to her mom sorry i'm just trying to remember the story clearly so i've been talking to her mom and her mom was like, I agree with you. We need to get her back home. Like, I'm so sorry this has happened. She was like, she's like, she's always been like this. And I'm like, why hasn't anybody told me that? Why hasn't anybody told me that? Why didn't you tell me that before I went out? She's like, why hasn't anybody gotten her before. help before? I mean, wow. Exactly. And exactly. like, yeah, and the fact that nobody, like, nobody tried to warn you, you know? <sighs> exactly. So this is where I deserve greatest breakup of all time because I had picked her up at the hospital and I'm like, she was calmed down. I think they sedated her a little bit. I'm not mm-hmm. sure exactly what they did at the hospital. 
she was chill she had talked to her mom and i was like i had this is where i this is where i took all my feelings and hid them because i was done with her and i had to make it seem like i was still like happy to an extent like i'm like sure. it's okay. like i'm like she never apologized to me or anything she was like those cops were such assholes and i'm like <laughs> yeah they were i wonder why. so anyways <laughs> right? oh my, my god this is this is so crazy and uh so it's not even like a day and a half before so she's back at the apartment she's cooled down a little bit i me and my dad cleaned up the entire apartment my dad knew exactly what was going on he helped me buy a plane ticket for us both and i told her this is where I kind of get a little bit shitty, but I did it for my own safety. Listen, you don't have to explain anything, <laughs> you know, like that. You do not- I don't think anyone listening is saying you're a piece of shit right now. They're like, <laughs> no, you're I'm like, saying, you're like, like baby I don't, Yoda. I don't dude. like lying. I just don't like to lie, but I had to lie to the scroll or else she, she wouldn't have left her. She wouldn't have left me alone because she refused to leave my state without me. She refused. And I knew I was going to get something bad was going to happen again. So. I was like, hey, my parents bought us tickets to go out to your your home state for Thanksgiving and we're going to spend a week out there and we're going to hang out with your family. And she, she bought it. But it was a one-way ticket for her and it was a round-trip ticket for me. I uh, So I flew out there. Her mom knew I was going to dump her as soon as I got out there. And she knew what was going on. So I we got there... We got in her home state late at night. You know, she had her home bringing with her family. Like, she was just a different person when she was back home. She acted so normal. It was freaky. Like, just her, the way her mind shift changed. It was like, oh, I'm perfect. Like, I've been so fine this whole time. But literally, I'd been, I'd been getting abused for months. The heebie-jeebies. <laughs> yeah, I've been getting abused for months, and it was it was crazy. It was like, it was the most insane thing I've ever seen someone able to do. Like just to switch their attitude like that. It was like a different, it was like a different girl. I was like, holy shit. Like this is insane right now. And I, so we spent like a day out there and my ex-girlfriend didn't know that we were going to spend the whole week out there. I only stayed like about a day and a half. So I kind of had to play it off. Like, Oh, you know, we're still together everything's all good but it really wasn't and I was gonna leave and her mom was like you need to tell her that you're gonna break up with her because I'm gonna have to call the police if she doesn't because I know how she's gonna act out and I was like okay so we got her out on the porch together her mom was with me and I was like hey um we're we're done I'm not going to, we're not together anymore. I'm like, I need to go back home. I have things to get taken care of. You're going to stay out here with your family. I don't want to be together anymore. And this is it. And she freaked the, she freaked out pretty badly. She screamed, but thank God her mom was there to calm her down a little bit. And I packed my bags and her mom took me to the airport. Her mom was super supportive during this whole thing. She honestly felt really bad for me, but I broke, I flew all the way back to her home state. It was like a super long flight. I had to wake up. She, yeah, it was just a crazy, crazy adventure. Cause you I broke up. I flew all the way out there just to break up with her because that was the only way I was going to make it out of that. It was the only way. And 
Absolutely. Yeah, I made it back to my home state and I can't even tell you how relieved I was. I like, I, when I was on the flight home, I was just bawling right next to this old lady the whole time. And she was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't really tell her what the, this lady what was going on, but I had this old woman just comforting me the whole flight home. I flew all the way from like North Carolina all the way to Utah, which is like an eight hour flight. I mean, that's not my home. That's not the state where my girlfriend's from, but right. I had a connecting flight there. I just had this old lady just comfort, comforting me the whole time. And oh. Oh, man, I was so relieved. Like I got back to my home state. My family picked me up like, and gosh, that's, yeah, story. Like, it's incredible. I, so let's talk about, you know, you went through all of this and, you know, what spurs you to say, hey, you know what, like, I have to share my story. I have to be able to help other people, you know, bring bringing to light, you know, that that men are abused and, you know, and that like, <laughs> you know, well, what I, but before, before we jump into that, Jamie, though, because I want to kind of follow narrative here. Um, so you're you're flying back. I mean, yeah, you probably have all these complex emotions that you're feeling because first off, you're dealing with a breakup, which is hard in itself. Um, but there's got to be, you know, some sadness because you had this expectation for your life and, you know, you had all these great little moments that you, you saw were going to be part of this, this epic love story in your mind. But then also you're feeling this relief of like, okay, I just dodged a massive bullet. I dodged the biggest bullet of my life. Like I dodged an RPG shot at my face, man. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, there's all these complex emotions you're going through. I mean, how are you, how are you processing this? I mean, what, what's, yeah. Like, like what's like, how, how, how are you, um kind of processing everything that's that's just happened to you so what i kind of thought of it as i thought of it more than anything i didn't just think of it as just like a bad experience i'm like because honestly it was a terrible experience right like no one should ever have to go through that but i probably learned more lessons going through that relationship than i'll ever learn in any other relationship of my life like i know what to look for when I know the red flags now like if I see something that bothers me or something that seems wrong I know when to walk away now because before then I had I was just kind of like all right whatever like I'm just gonna try to push through and make this work out but like at that at the at that time like I don't know my my mental process was kind of everywhere because she would make me feel like I was really in love with her and then she would try to hurt me and then she would make me Feel like I was in love with her and then she would try to hurt me it was just like this oscillating factor of just like loving me to hating me to wanting to hurt my family to wanting to hurt me and loving me again it was it was a mind-boggling experience that I can't there's it it's just so odd it's so odd to it's just crazy like you can't really put it out to anything but that were you compartmentalizing your emotions at all? I mean, like, um, were you able to kind of let yourself cry or be angry or feel whatever you needed to? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, when I got home, I was I was still pretty devastated because it's like, now I got this apartment that I got to take care of by myself. Like, I'm sitting in the apartment where I literally got chased around with a knife or with a razor. I mean, 
like I was like it was like constantly reliving the trauma in my head and I still relive the trauma in my head every single day even though it's been a little while since this has gone on it's been a few months now but like I can't I can't sleep now because of what this girl put me through I can't like I have I've major trust issues when it comes to it's not just girls in general but like if someone like sometimes I just feel like people are gonna hurt me and it's all thanks to my ex-girlfriend like I'm getting some therapy done right now that's helping out a little bit but you know there's only so much therapy can do but it's just really freaking traumatic what I experienced and yeah I don't know Bless that lady on the plane, too. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, but Jamie, ask your question again so we can... Yeah, thank you, Corey. You are, um, you were right to interrupt me there, and I'm glad you did. Um, and now I'm crying. Um, because it's just, it's just, yeah. you know, it is, it's a grief that is so multifaceted. And, um, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm so so sorry it will end um, part sorry but real quick too but like part of and i mean i can I, I can help jamie kind of transition this but uh i'm sure in a part there you're part of your therapy process of you reconciling this is is making this platform on tiktok where you're sharing your story where you're being vulnerable saying like hey you know this is my story but this isn't an uncommon story so maybe that's just a place you know where you're where you're using your platform as a way to talk about what happened to you and hopefully other people will be able to benefit from it in a way that helps them yeah so i wanted to post the videos on on the internet i thought about posting them on youtube at first like but i just barely downloaded tiktok and you know i was like you know what i'm so sick of seeing good guys get their names ruined from terrible women it's and it's not just women like it happens it happens to women too where where guys will ruin their good name. And I'm not trying to boast, be boastful about myself, but I consider myself a decent human being that has feelings and works hard for what they do. And, you know, I'm just a loving guy. Like, I don't, like, I I was getting really sick and tired because all you see is like, oh, my abusive husband, my abusive boyfriend, this, this, and this. I'm like, you ever seen an abusive girl before? I have it on camera and you know what if I didn't honestly I don't know if I didn't film that night I could have been in a completely different position I don't know what could have happened like she could have lied and said that you know I try to like do something bad to her like she had always told me and that's why I was like you know what you know if you are an abusive relationship whether you are male or female get your get your phone out and record their actions because it could really save you in the long run because, you know, you never know the truth unless you got actual evidence of it. And, you know, that's kind of what my point was. And like, you can tell on my TikTok videos, like I block out her face. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to shame her at all. I mean, she's obviously aware the videos are out now. She, She has she has tried to contact my family about it to get me to remove them, but I'm not going to. Um, yeah. So I was like, you need, like, if you're being a, in an, if you're in an abusive relationship, film their actions, you know, show the world and, you know, it'll save you in the long run. And that's kind of what my main goal was. It wasn't to shame her at all. It wasn't to shame her family. It wasn't to, 
bring anything bad upon her name. Like I just did it purely for educational purposes. I mean, like, yeah, the videos are pretty scary. Like if you've seen the videos, they speak for themselves. It speaks for itself. And uh, yeah, I w- and then I didn't realize so many people would see it and it's already reached over a million people at this point and it's wow. growing and, you know, are, are you, are you hearing from people saying, Hey, thank you. You, a, you know, either made me realize that I'm stuck in something or B, you know, how, how are Absolutely. they being received? Yeah. Absolutely. So the majority of the people that have reached out to me and have like commented or messaged me are, they've been super supportive and, you know, I've had, I've had thousands of guys just being like thank you so much like i was i'm in this right now and like i don't know what to do what do i do like we have a kid together and she won't let me leave the house she took my shoes away i'm like dude (gasps) like record just do whatever you can get a restraining order do whatever you can like don't be mean just you know like sit there and let it happen to you i mean like you just got to get out while you still can is like what i'm trying to say but I've had a lot of, I've had like 98% of the people that I've, that have seen my stuff have been super supportive of me. And I've been super thankful of it. Obviously you're going to have your haters out there where they're like, well, you could have, you could have been the one ghosting her. So you were technically gaslighting her when they don't know shit and they don't know what I was actually going through and how terrible she was to me. And you know, I'm not saying I'm a perfect person at all, but I really tried my best in that relationship. And, you know, there's not much you can do, like, especially in today's day and age, like, because, you know, usually it's the guys that get arrested. Yes. It's facts. I'm just, um, yeah, it's just, it's great that you, I'm so glad you're through this. um, And, you know, it's, it's still going to be tough, you know, of course. Um, right. But well, you, you, I, kind of, you kind of carry it with you. I mean, the rest of your, I mean, hopefully you're able to compartmentalize it in a way that doesn't like give you PTSD or anything, but it's, it's something that you have to still live with the knowledge of knowing that it happened to you that, you know. And honestly, for all the terrible things that happened to me in the relationship, it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Like, it honestly is the best thing. Like I learned more than I could ever have learned from because I know what to do now in a dangerous situation. I know who I know who to be around. I know what what to look for when there's toxicity involved in relationships. Like I feel like I'm not saying I know everything, but I have a better understanding of how these types of things work and definitely how abuse works. So and it's, it's great. You know, you're taking the right steps. You're speaking out, you're going to therapy. Um, you know, what else, what else do you, do you, do you find, um, pleasure in now, <laughs> you know? Well, I've been reading a lot of books lately and, you know, I, I ended up, I ended up actually losing my job that I worked for when I was with her. So no, it's okay. It's okay. I've had, I have other ways of making money right now and I've been doing just fine, but, uh, you're a hero, dude. You're, you're such a, you know, you're really like you're the perseverance is amazing. Yeah. Like I, like, so I started reading a lot, you know, 
talking to people. I started reconnecting with people that I've lost my friendships with because of my ex-girlfriend, you know, uh, my family has been like the number one thing that's been super, like it's been the number one thing that's helped me feel better because they've always been here for me. And, you know, they always had my back during these really scary situations that I've been through. So, I mean, yeah, I'll play video games and do like normal guy stuff, but I've just been sure. taking time to myself and, you know, learning to love myself again, because, you know, I lost, I lost a lot of happiness being with this girl and I'm slowly just pulling it all a bit back together again. And, you know, I'm trying to make like the best person out of myself now because of it. So um, that's you're great. Doing a, you're that's doing great. a great job and you were always a good person. Don't forget that. <laughs> Thank um, you. You know, that's evident to me. So um, the way we usually wrap the podcast is we um, have this saying, grief is and we ask our guests to complete that it can be a sentence it can be one word but if you had to describe grief grief is grief is eye-opening it's like the first thing that comes to my mind yeah it's just it's perfect it's perfect yeah absolutely absolutely grief isn't a bad thing like yeah it can feel bad and it can it can bring you down but it's can show you some ultimate truths in your life that you didn't know existed until it happens. Well, and, and what I'm, what I'm hearing from you is I think that uh, you, obviously you learned like what to watch out for, but I think you learned a lot about yourself and you realize like, Hey, I'm, I'm smarter. I'm stronger. I'm more empowered than I realized. And I think that is really probably the best gift you can get for yourself, um, even beyond like what you look for in the next relationship. But it's it's knowing how how much more confident you are in yourself and your abilities, and and your worth as a human being. So, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just learning. I'm not, that's that's good you bring that up because I'm just learning to love myself again. Because when you're in those types of situations, you really start to feel worthless and you really start to like be like man you know it's like maybe i am kind of shitty maybe 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 she's right maybe it's this this and this but you know relationships have have a way of draining you like that though i mean not necessarily in a negative way but i mean because you're with someone so you're always giving yourself i mean if you're both at going at 100 you know it's good but in your case you know, you were, you were maximizing your output, you know, and, and not getting, <laughs> and getting yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much for being so brave to share your story and, and sharing it with, with us. Um, you're really, no problem. you're really, you're, you're helping people and, um, you know, we really appreciate it. Um, like I said earlier, you're totally baby Yoda to me now. Like I will protect you <laughs> at all costs. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jamie. I appreciate yeah, it. Of course. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. And, um, you know, thanks everyone for listening today. Um, we will, uh, you know, uh, give Trevor's handle, uh, for TikTok and, um, you know, share some other resources uh, to help if you're in this situation or you know somebody who is. So we appreciate everyone listening today and we will talk to you next time. Bye. (laughs) Thank you.